Welcome to the Black Minds Matter podcast. I'm Mac, hanging out with my man Rhea, and uh, this is a now production. So, Rhea, don't you uh, get the people a little bit of education, man? Since we're gonna talk about that today, or should I say, what's on your mind? Yeah, man, um, I'm in the school system, and school, school is one of those things that we all do at some point. Every person. In, in America at some point has an experience with school. We, we do. So let's talk about schools and let's talk about school system because schools are there to shape and design us, right? For, for to be productive citizens. It, they're really designed to just have us be another cog in the wheel. Keep this system going, keep this thing going. We're not really gonna talk about that too much, but I wanna talk about how black people interact with schools and, and how the school system is failing all students, white, black, brown, Asian, male, female, doesn't matter. I think the school system is failing. Now, let me give you a little background. I can say that because one, I'm a teacher and athletic director. I've worked in the school system for a while and I'm getting my doctorate. So going through the coursework to become a superintendent. So I'm doing the work. I have some background when it comes to um, school administration. So here we go. So school is sort of tough. Most, I can't say most, many, and we got to speak from the black perspective, many black students experience their first encounter with law enforcement in school. And the, the people think, say things like prison, school to prison pipeline, that really isn't true, but it is. If we look at statistics, oftentimes prisons are built based on the literacy rate of black boys between the third and fourth grade, right? If their literacy rates are low, you know that these kids are on track to be more likely to be jailed. Like that's crazy. Three, third and fourth grade. Man, this is eight, nine years old and you tracking them for prison. That is, that is crazy. So what can we do as schools to, to fix all that? So before I get into this about the school system in general, I wanna talk to Mac about his school experience. So we're gonna do something a little different. You guys aren't going to hear about my school experience as a student. You're only going to hear about my school experience as a teacher and administrator. And you're going to hear about Mac's school experience as a student. So, Mac, what was school like for you? Well, for me, man, although I also have some of that administrative um, stories, understanding, well, I'm not going to give you all that. I've been into these middle schools and some of these high schools and paying attention to them as an administrator, but for me being in school, man, it was a lot of times I was just bored. Let's be real. You know, I was paying attention. I was doing what I need to do. Oh, well, I can't really say that because I had issues with teachers. A lot of people that went to school with me will tell you these stories, but I will be the one in the back of class. I'm talking the whole time. I'm not paying attention. I'm having fun kicking with people in the back. And then the teacher want to call on me. Like she's going to catch me up and say, hey, you weren't paying attention. Do you know the answer number five? Like, yeah, I know the answer. And I give her the answer. And I go right back to talking. So I spent quite a bit of time in attention because I was a smart out because I, I knew what was going on, but I didn't have to pay attention to her because I already figured out the answer. So I noticed a lot of time in that detention. And uh, for us in Central, it was room 105. I think we're going to remodel. I think they remodeled that now. So it ain't 105 no more. But uh, there was a lot more black people in there than anything else. And I didn't spend a whole lot of time in detention, enough to notice what was going on in there. The person that's sitting there behind the desk would act like a CEO or a warden. And all he's doing, he's trying to do his own thing, he or she. 
and just paying attention to their book or their, whatever they're doing on the computer. We just got to be in there and shut up, be quiet, be in your own space. You know, we couldn't even have desks next to each other because they knew we're going to be talking or they kind of separate us like we're in our own cell. Man, it was weird. But now that I'm older and I can look back on that, that is pretty much what it was. Like you said, that school to jail pipeline, which is a serious thing. People go look at the numbers. But yeah, it was happening even back then. Sadly, a lot of those people that I knew was in there with me did end up in jail quite often or in trouble for something serious. And man, a couple of them ain't even with us no more. I, I don't want to talk about them stories. But uh, yeah, that pipeline is for real, people. I'm glad I got away from it. I'm glad I was smart enough to realize what was happening and try to take care of my business. But I did kind of take care of my business a little too late because, you know, let's be real. I was not turning in work, not doing the stuff I need to. I was smart enough to do the stuff. It was the actual application. I, I just got tired of listening to them all the time. I got tired of the way they were trying to make you jump through hoops. That wasn't the way that I needed to learn. I needed to be more interactive. Now, there were a few teachers. Of course, my math teachers, I did great in those classes. Uh, shout out to Miss Smith and uh, Miss Doval. And, you know, who else was there? I had a good class with Mr. Reed. Anyway, we ain't going to talk about all of them, Mr. Jackson. Um, but, yeah. It just wasn't really reaching black students like I think it should have or like it needed to. Now, I can't say all of us because let's be real, we had plenty of people that went on to do great things. Um, yeah, well, I was a nerd too. It was just a different way, you know, it wasn't the right nerd, I guess. But yeah, schools just weren't teaching us the way that we needed to be taught. And in the way that they were teaching, they weren't teaching the things that we needed to know in order to get out here in this world. Man, I did, I did have some classes where I got to learn how to deal with finances. But when I was in those classes where we learned how to do your checkbook, or how to pay attention to stuff for retirement, or how to save and how to prepare yourself for your family and your future, my class was just me and a bunch of white people and Asian people. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying that was how it was for everybody's class. I, I just got to talk about what I know. But yeah, I was the only one in there. So I feel like I learned all that stuff at school, which, you know, a lot more people should have been learning that. Rhea, what you think about that? So, so you're 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 right, man. Your school experience, I think, mirrors a lot of Black people's school experience, and the, and the the statistics bear that out. Um, you talk about jail uh, detention, and detention is school jail. It is. Mm. It's, it's, it's school jail. Now, I'm all for the discipline of students, but if we're being honest, most students actually aren't bad. It's a small cluster of students who are disruptive. As a teacher, a disruptive student is not okay. I would have had a problem with you talking in the back of class, even though you knew the answers and things. But it's my job as a teacher to give you things to keep you on task. But I really won't even blame the teacher. It's the administration at the end of the day, because the teachers can only do so much. Schools are overpopulated. Schools are under-equipped and understaffed. So I don't want to bang on the teachers because I'm a teacher and I got a lot of teacher friends. So I understand I'm in the school system even to this day. So I better understand, but we got to stop throwing kids in school jail, which is detention. And then suspension and expulsion is even worse. We're kicking them out of the place of learning and black kids are suspended at a much higher rate. Black kids are not only suspended at a much higher rate, they're suspended for a longer period of time. You can look up the numbers. I don't want to bore you guys with all the statistics. Black kids are detentioned more often. Essentially, teachers are quick triggered with black students. And I'm telling you right now, most students aren't bad. Max said it. Most students are bored. 
And why are they bored? Because the information isn't relative to them. So I'm gonna give you a couple of stories, okay? So I have a, I have a, a student in my class. I teach um, a seventh grade history class. And we were talking about um, investing. Now, it was, a, it was a lesson that we were talking about a, a historical figure got money from investing. And I asked the people, did they know what investing was? And this little boy, it's a white kid, was like, hey, yeah, I have stocks. He's in seventh grade. He's 12. He's 12 or 13. He has stocks. And I'm like, wow, you have stocks? And he's like, yeah, you know, my parents helped me invest. And I was thinking to myself, wow, he had parents that know. So I bet you if he had parents that know, then they learn from their parents and they learn from somebody in their network. And I never knew about stocks. Now I invest now, but I'm also a fully grown adult. But how many of these black kids know anything about investing? So maybe our school should be doing that. And what I mean by that is it's a, it's a, it's a ruse. Our schools should be teaching our children, not only black children, but all children, how to be successful and active participants in a good society, not just a cog in the wheel to keep the same thing going over and over again. So yeah, like you said, you had your finance class, Mac, you took it once. That should be a mandatory practice. It should be something that we do all the time. I'm a historian, but how many history classes we need? Like we go to school, we take math, we take English, we take history, we take foreign language, we take PE, uh, I'm trying to think of the other classes that kids might take because I, I pretty much um, teach history. If you got anything, throw it in there. Like, what would be a normal class that people would take? Because, like, each school is different. Yeah, you had to make sure you get your English, and then you get some, some kind of electives in there, and that's where you learn your home ec. That's where you get yeah. your uh, okay. uh, auto body class. Yeah, those, those things, those things. Those things can go. How about teaching law classes? So you know your rights. How do, you know how to interact with 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 police and, and different authorities. We need a class on that because clearly they're not learning it at home. How about we teach in a, a stocks and bonds class? How about we teach all these other classes where people actually need this stuff, right? Teach us how to get our bills paid. Teach us how to get, how to be smart and, and maybe teach us how to own our own business, entrepreneurship classes and make these things mandatory. That's where I say the school is failing us. And speaking of school failing us, a lot of it is failing us with history, okay? History, I'm a historian. It is, it, is, it is a ruse, it is bad. And what I mean by that is the historians, I mean, the history that we are reading is written by historians. Mm -hmm. And we automatically believe they're a historian, but there's this thing called historiography. And I don't wanna bore you guys, so I'm gonna be real quick. It's the study of historical writing. When you're listening to a history, when you're learning a history, you don't need to nest listen to the history. You need to listen and learn about the person that is writing the history. Most of the history is from the wrong perspective. It's sure. from the perspective of the majority culture that wants you to learn what they want you to learn and perpetuate the wheel. School is failing our students. It is failing our students, but again, it's failing all students, but when, White people catch cold, black people catch pneumonia. Essentially meaning it's always worse for black kids. It's always worse for brown kids. It's always worse for kids of color. It's just plain and simple. So what can we do about this? Right now, only 7% of the teachers are black in this country. Why only 7%? Remember we talked about how a lot of black kids have that terrible experience where they go to school, they can't relate to their teachers, and their first encounter with law enforcement was in school. They get a bad taste in their mouth. They don't like school. 
Max said he was bored. Max said he was frustrated with his teachers. Maybe if he had some good teachers, maybe he would have wanted to go and pour back and take that beautiful black mind he had and pour that back into schools. But right now, we're not teaching our kids well enough in school in order for them to want to go back and give back for the majority. Another thing, statistically proven, out of the over 16,000 school superintendents in the nation, check this out, y'all, only 50 are black. That is just over one-fourth of one percent can you do the fractions there matt would you say one-fourth of one percent yeah one-fourth of one percent 0.25 of the, the 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 superintendents are black and guess what that seems small but that's increased significantly over the last six years that's an increase wow that's an increase now why are black people less qualified are black people less smart are black people inherently dumb? Are black people inherently not able to do this job? Absolutely not. You're talking to a future school superintendent right here, right here, right here with me, right? So we clearly can do it, but what is happening? Our schools are failing us to the point where we don't have a mind to wanna to go back because we hated it. Now, here's the key. Superintendents and policymakers and curriculum writers, they're the ones with the real impact. There's a, they're the ones that can change the school rhetoric. They're the ones that can change the school rubric. And that's what we need to make our schools more prevalent and relevant to our day-to-day -day lives. So Matt, what if your, your three beautiful kids could go to school and learn about finance? How would you feel about that? I mean, that'd be great. Although I'm teaching them that at home. But Why yes, you got to teach them at home? They should be able to learn that at school. Yeah, they should be. Uh, that would be... Like I said, that would be great if that was part of the curriculum. That's not really what they're learning right now. Of course it's not what they're learning. I'm saying the school is failing. You like like if you you send your kids to school, you pay all these tax dollars to go to school, right? That mm. that's a part of it. Right. And and we can get into that as well. Essentially, people, how schools are paid for is by property tax. Okay. And the property tax in black and brown neighborhoods is low. That's why your schools in the black and brown neighborhoods are so poor because they're not getting as much money as their white counterparts in those richer neighborhoods. And property tax is a made up figure. If they wanted mm -hmm. to charge property tax to the same degree that everybody else, they could. Okay. So plain and simple, that's what it is. It's all the rules. They know those richer people can afford more so they can tax them more. So they have better schools. It is all a part of systematic racism and it plays, it bears itself out in school. So I know we're hitting you with a lot of stuff. I know we're hitting you with a lot of numbers, but again, our schools are failing us. How can our schools can like, like think about your school experience. Think about, yeah. about, I'm talking to the audience here. Think about your school experience. Did your school fail you? Did your school equip you to be a successful adult? I don't know. Mac, what do you think? Like, like, did your school prepare you for the things you need to know to be a good husband, to be a good father, to be a good steward of the things that you would be equipped with? So you're saying, did our schools prepare us to be good citizens, you know, good productive citizens within this nation? And not just and productive not citizens. Let me add to that. Did they do that or did they just teach you how to be sheep and cogs in the wheel and just continue this same thing going and perpetuating all the system, uh, systematic and systemic problems that we have? Oh, yeah. So definitely they did that. They set us up to be somebody else's tool, somebody else's. I don't want to use that word, but, you know, I got to work for somebody else. I got to be somebody else's slave, basically. Mm. Very rarely do they show you how to be a leader of your own your own life. I mean, how do you want to be an entrepreneur? How do you want to move forward what you got to do something so much better to do for others? 
no, it's go find a job. Go to college. Go find a job. Go get your house and family. Do all that. But they ain't tell you how to get your house. They ain't tell you how to pay for your car. They ain't tell you about financing and anything like that. Investing, no, that's not unless you took certain electives. No, you're not going to learn that information. And it's not mandatory to take those electives. And what is happening is the people whose parents know these things from generational knowledge. So, so racism just isn't, and, and classism. So I want to go racism and classism isn't just based on general racial wealth. It's also based on generational knowledge. So now that I know about stocks, I can teach my nephew about stocks. And then he, when he grows up, he can teach his kids about stocks, so on and so forth. But somebody had to teach me and I learned about it in my adult life. The thing is a lot of our, a lot of our students, who know those things, they're not learning in school and they're learning it outside of school from their parents. So you're teaching your kids about finances, but how many parents are actually teaching their kids about finances? Not many, especially in our community because our parents never taught us about finances. And all I'm saying is maybe we should learn that in school so we could better our communities. But people, I know we went a little long here and that's quite all right. We just really want to get to it. This is a personal passion for me. I promise you all, that I'm going to go and I'm going to do my best to change this school system the best I can. It is my life's work. It is a, my life's mission. Um, it, this isn't something I just talk about. This is something I live. And people say, don't talk about it, be about it. But I don't believe in that. I believe talk about it and be about it because we got to make people aware. Again, this is the Black Minds Matter podcast. We're here to make you think. If you don't agree, that is okay. But at least we're making you think, man, we are out of here on this one. And we'll holler at y'all later. What's up, everybody? This is Mac. You just listened to another chapter of the Black Minds Matter podcast. If you like what we're doing here, please subscribe, rate, and review. Any comments or questions, we want you to send it to our email, denial.est1981 at gmail.com. Check us out on IG, also at denial.est1981. Peace, love. We out.